thing that gets me is we enter into relationships or we meet a person and we look at them in this one moment in time, in these two minutes. In these two minutes, they upset me. And we walk into this situation like we walk into a movie and we see two minutes of a movie. We think we figured out the beginning, we figured out the end, and we've determined whether or not we wanna stay and watch the movie because we think we figured it all out already. So what's the point, right? And what I've learned is the only person that's been at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, because he's already there, is God, Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, so that's the person we need to go to but he, mm -hmm. he's the one that wrote the manual. He's the one that gave us directions. He's the one that knows the manual about each and every one of us individually because each and every one of us have a scroll in heaven about us. So why would I even try to figure it out on my own? I need to go to the one that knows and seek him to show me how to see this person that I'm trying to be in relationship with. And if I try to do it on my own, it's like me putting on my lenses, my glasses, and now I'm filtering his movie, his life out of my life filter, which mm -hmm. means there's a lot of right, wrong, do this, do that. And so I realize I have to take this filter off and I literally have to filter through the eyes of Jesus. Like that's mm -hmm. my Feeling good, feeling right. I used to wake up feeling real stressed Now I wake up feeling real blessed I'm in the sunshine and living my best life Therefore a minute I was feeling real rough Until I saw that what I had was enough I didn't know that I could love it this much But I'm Hello, 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 and welcome to the Chasing Joy podcast. I am Stacey Filipkowski. And I am Megan Sanchez. And boy, do we have something awesome planned for you today. Friends, we have a wonderful guest with us. This is Julie Landreth. Hi, Julie. So glad you're here. And all of a sudden, we can't hear you. Well, now you're gone. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> My chin is microphone. <laughs> I was so excited to be here that I turned it off. That was that was English in case anyone missed that. Her chin hit the microphone. <laughs> so glad you're here. So um, many of you might actually know Julie because she has been with us kind of from the beginning of our journey with the Joy Revival. And so if you're new around here, um, that's... You'll have to go back when Chasing Joy was the Infinite Tabs podcast, and you can kind of learn a little bit more of our story. But Julie was one of our speakers when we hosted our conference, not this most recent summer, but last summer. And she had such an incredible testimony and a powerful story that we wanted to invite her on here to we're going to uh, do a little bit more digging into 
um, some of the things love that she shared. Love and marriage, love <laughs> and marriage, go together, go like, together like a horse and carriage. This, yes, we're going to talk about marriage. We've never done that. We are. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than just you know maybe venting. <laughs> That's real. Having our moments. It is real. But we are really happy to have you. So thank you so much for being here today. And we're going to let you kind of just kick it off and get going right away. If you want to share a little bit of who you are, where you live, what you do, and then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty of everything. And if you're not watching, let me just tell you this. If you're listening Julie has the best hair of anybody I've ever met. I've never even met her in person. I've only seen her through a screen, but I just, your hair is amazing. Let's be honest. You just have the most beautiful hair. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like it's yes. such a gift from God. Oh, it's and beautiful. do you know that the name Julie actually means youthful one and soft hair? Like oh. literally. <laughs> so I feel like huh? I'm you know, really living out my name here. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I am Julie Landreth and um, I'm a Midwest girl, moved to Texas, lived there for quite a while, met my husband on a plane. He lived in Southern California. Um, He moved to Dallas so that we could date. I was like, let me take your temperature because nobody does that. Why would you leave California to go to Dallas? And I'm like, "Mm, okay, you're probably just saying that, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to say the rest is history, but <laughs> there's just so you much. You have a story. Yeah, yeah, there's so much in that story. So oh. then this was yeah. how many years ago? So you guys have been married oh, now for that was tw- 2002. So that was 21 years ago on mm-hmm. Halloween. We celebrated 21 years of knowing each other because that was Halloween that we met on a plane. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So there is um, something that I want our listeners to know. Uh, Julie, you created this curriculum that you call Wife Lab. And it is something that you felt like was inspired by God that you started writing. There it is. (laughs) Um, And when did you initially feel that prompting? And at what point did you feel like you put pen to paper and got it out? And then you started leading women through this curriculum. So I know it was close to when you were moving. So when exactly lining up? Well, um, so after we got married, we were in Dallas and then he was traveling a lot for work. So we moved to Houston because he would get um, a job that didn't have to travel and we could experience marital oneness. And we lived in Houston and I was so pumped up and I got plugged into community and church and everything like this. But it was really the first time that we were fully together in the same place and he wasn't always traveling. And so the reality of marriage hit me and I was like, who is this person that I married? I This is not living up to the expectation of what I had for marriage. And I'm not sure, like, was I duped? Um, did I marry a jerk? And I really don't know what to do about this. <laughs> and so I was like, I have a relationship with the Lord. So I'm going to pray for my husband because I think he has a hardened heart. And I think the Lord can change that hardened heart. And so I decided I was going to start praying for my husband. And I got the book, A Power of a Praying Wife. 
And every day I opened it up for a month and I was in the first uh, prayer is essentially for the wife. And I was like, ah, ah, I don't need to change. <laughs> like, and I would shut that book. I was so annoyed. I couldn't handle it. And I finally said to some women in the neighborhood, I'm trying to pray for my husband. I can't do it alone. Who would like to join me? Um, I got this book. If you get this book and come over to my house at 10 a.m. every Friday, we're going to pray for our husbands, even if it just means we are going to read these prayers out loud, but we're just going to support each other through it. So we all did it. And I started to learn to pray for my husband on my own. And so I realized, okay, God, I'm going to pray for my husband. And he, and he said to me, well, I love that you're praying for your husband and you should pray for your husband. It's a good idea to pray for your husband, but I want you to know that your husband may not change or he may change, mm -hmm. but what's going to happen is you're going to change. And I was like, why would I change? I already have a relationship with you. It's a great thing. I don't need to change. And he said, well, we'll see about that. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> you just keep doing what you're doing and be obedient to pray and we'll see what happens. And so what happened was as I, it was really hard. I wrestled a lot with it, but once I started praying for him and the thing was, I shouldn't have been immune to praying for him because I was already praying for him before I ever met him. It's just now my prayers were different. probably a little bit more arrogant and thinking he mm -hmm. was wrong and I was right. Uh -huh. and he needed mm -hmm. to change and all this stuff. I've never done that. What are you really? talking about? Yeah, I, I know. No. <laughs> aren't they always wrong? Yes. <laughs> I, they figure it I out. I feel like, yeah, well, you hope they figure it out. So you pray they figure it out, right? <laughs> so, okay, keep going. So you were okay. saying as you praying, realizing like the Lord was working on you. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe keep going. Yeah. So I had this epiphany this one day where I'm like, okay, wait, God, you love me. Right. And you want the best things for me. Right. Okay. Which wait, you, you must love my husband too. Oh, and if you made him and you found him wonderfully made, uh, that means, you know, everything about him. So if I want to know anything about him, you're the one that I would actually go to, to actually learn anything mm -hmm. about him. And so if you love him, I need to love him as you love him, which means I need to see him as you see him, which means I need to hear him as you hear him, which means I have to have a heart for him. Like Jesus has a heart for him. And my heart needs to be turned towards Jesus in order to even see him and hear him and look at him like he's made in the image of God because I'm made in the mm -hmm. image of God. So he's in. And so I just started um, like this all started unraveling and I was like blowing my mind and opening me up to like really going. I know in the marriage uh, premarital counseling, they, we learned that we should study our spouse. Like we are studying for our senior tests and exams in college, like whatever our degree is, we know it in and out. We know it in and out. The thing that we want to do, our passion, that's how we have to know our spouse like that, like every day studying them, studying, them, studying, mm -hmm. like continually studying them because they're continually changing. So you continually have to pay attention. So you continually have to know about your spouse. So then I was like, wow, this is really mind blowing because the thing that gets me is we enter into relationships or we meet a person and we look at them 
in this one moment in time, in these two minutes, in these two minutes, they upset me. And we think we, we walk into this situation like we walk into a movie and we see two minutes of a movie. We think we figured out the beginning. We mm. figured out the end and we've determined whether or not we want to stay and watch the movie because we think mm. we figured it all out already. So what's the point? Or yeah, I can go along with this. I'll figure it out. You know, I, th- I want to see if I figured it out. Right. Right. And what I've learned is the only person that's been at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, because he's already there is God, Jesus. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's the person we need to go to. But he, mm-hmm. he's the one that wrote the manual. He is the one that gave us directions. He's the one that knows the manual about each and every one of us individually, because each and every one of us have a scroll in heaven about us. So why would I even try to figure it out on my own? I need to go to the one that knows and seek him to show me how to see this person that I'm trying to be in relationship with. And if I try to do it on my own, it's like me putting on my lenses, my glasses, and now I'm filtering his movie, his life out of my life filter. And when I filter out of my life, I'm seeing it only through my lens, which Mm -hmm. means there's a lot of right, wrong, do this, do that. There's a lot of black and white, no, maybe no gray, maybe no Mm -hmm. color, whatever. It's whatever this filter is. And so I realize I have to take this filter off and I literally have to filter through the eyes of Jesus. Like that's Mm -hmm. my filter. How does Jesus see him? How does Jesus see this situation? And I can't look at him in this snapshot of this one day. I have to take into effect everything that I've studied about him before I even knew him. But what I've learned and the stories he's tells, everything becomes a data point for understanding and loving my spouse. And I can't just look at it in this moment, in this second, in this time, in this period of a week where he's made me upset or hurt me or whatever. I have to look at it as a total picture in which I don't know the the beginning and the end, That's but I great, know the one that does. That is such, such a good, a good analogy. Picture. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was the we did that praying for our spouses, these women, we went through the whole book and I asked them what happened for you guys because I feel like for me this has really been changing my marriage but it's changing cuz I'm changing you what you have spoken to me you have given me a lot of encouragement in my own marriage even when we're not even talking about marriage like we're talking about other things and so I would like to be the first to say here that I know you've kind of put wife lab on the shelf since you have moved down to San Diego, but I think it's time to dust it off because I think that (laughs) so much of like what you shared over a year ago, like when we did our conference to what you're sharing now to what you and I've been talking about just in the last handful of months, I feel like your your perspective, your vulnerability, uh, what the Lord has taught you, you really can share with so many other women. And so I think that Wife Lab would be such an incredible opportunity. I guarantee that there are women that are listening right now, whether they are single, praying for their future husband, whether they are married, praying for their husband, whether they are divorced, praying for their ex-husband, that would love to participate in something like this. One of the things that I, I I want to, I'm, I won't name names, but there was a friend of yours. And I would say, this is one of the best things that I've ever heard. I'm actually going to use it on my neighbor because her and her husband are just, they're 
they're redoing their kitchen. Well, it's just an ongoing thing over there. And that's a lot of stress. And every time she calls me, it's just like, she's just screaming and yelling about everything that he's doing. And so the next time that she calls me, I'm going to do what your friend told you to do. You're talking me, my yes. friend. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which was, that's fine. You can vent, but tell me how many times, how many things? She said three. Tell me three things you love about your husband before you tell me all the things you want to complain about. Mm, I think good. that's great because you're leading from from mm-hmm. a grateful heart before you come mm-hmm. in and just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that then that leads me really to the next because I had another verse yeah. that I would say is the heart of yeah. Wife Lab. And the verse yes, is first Thessalonians five, six, 16, 17, and 18. It's rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances Mm. for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we can't, we can pray continually about everything, but it can't come without rejoicing and we can't come without giving thanks in all circumstances. Mm. And this has been a lesson for me of giving thanks in all circumstances, because sometimes we pray and we pray because we're praying into a specific outcome. But what I've been learning is um, this praying into a specific outcome means that I'm praying into whatever the specific outcome God wants and be okay when it doesn't look like I want it to look, Mm -hmm. but trust God so much that it looks exactly like it needs to look because his hand was on it Mm -hmm. and be Mm -hmm. so surrendered and sold out to him and his process because I don't know his process, but I know when I trust him and surrender to him, he works it out all things together mm-hmm. for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I would like to say that I love him and I pray that I'm called according to his purpose. So that means it's going to work out and it keeps so keep going. So you well, with that, I would I was just going to say, could I ask a question here? Because it seems like it's kind of in this uh, wheelhouse here and in. in what um what ways do you believe that the principles of biblical marriage differ from the modern societal societal views on marriage and how how can couples reconcile these differences right now in their relationships good question oh, that's a good question it's oh <laughs> uh, i mean i'm kind of a word nerd so i go hmm there's the world and there's the word and they're one letter off. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you're looking to the world, you're going to be off <laughs> from the word. Mm-hmm. So you have to look into the word and seek the word and seek the truth of what the word has to say about marriage. Now, Genesis 1 and 2 are, I, I camped out <laughs> in Genesis 1 and 2. That's the initial blueprint mm-hmm. that we need to be following. And so, like you asked, Megan, before, like, what's one of the verses that Wife Lab premise? Well, my, yep. my, for marriage, and not necessarily Wife Lab, but, you know, for marriage, but, but Wife Lab does focus on marriage. It is, and the man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two become one, and they are naked and unashamed. To me, that is the the model that is the blueprint that's what differentiates the word from the world right mm-hmm. because 
what happens if you're not seeking naked and unashamed in your marriage, you're bringing your shame, you're bringing um, this close, like close, mm-hmm. you're, you're not willing to be transparent, you're not willing to be vulnerable. And- I love the well, word, the word world, the world, because you talked about that in your speech and without going into mm-hmm. the full story, because we don't have time, but there was this pivotal moment in your marriage where something happened and you said the world would have looked at the situation and said, you need to leave him. You need to do this. You need to do that. And you said, and this was such a powerful moment in your speech where you're like, I had to go Mm -hmm. into what the word said I should do, even though everybody in the world was saying, get rid of them, you know, do Mm -hmm. all this. And so that's one of my favorite analogies. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's that's huge. Yeah. Well, I think that's, for me, that's foundational, like right there. (laughs) Cause when you go in the word and, and I don't even mean just like word, yeah, the word, like the physical word of the Bible, but the word became flesh. So Mm -hmm. we actually have the walking word that actually lives it out and it's Jesus. So when we follow the blueprint pattern of Jesus and how he handles situations and he's our, he's our template, he's our blueprint. He, Mm -hmm. he actually walked it and lived it right. Like Adam was the first man and, and Eve was the first woman and they kind of didn't do it the right way, but Mm -hmm. we had a word that became flesh and walked among us to give us the blueprint of how we walk it out, how we live it out. So both you two alluded to my testimony in Uh my marriage. And so not only did I create this wife lab, I actually had to do an additional proving ground of whether or not wife lab actually works when my own Uh uh, marriage walked through um, infidelity. Definitely. I've learned so much about what forgiveness means, what it means from Jesus's perspective, what it means Mm -hmm. to forgive 70 times, seven times, what it means to forgive because they know not what they do. Because um, what I got to the point of that journey, that portion of our journey, where this and this is where this rejoice always pray continually gives thanks in all circumstances Mm -hmm. for God's will for you in Christ Jesus, because I got to this point where it was so unexplainable, but I was probably in the lowest season of my life and I was experiencing the most joy I could ever explain like the joy of the Lord was truly my strength. And I was literally untethered to any, any outcome, like whether I, whether our marriage was going to turn out how I thought it would, or, or it was going to turn out a little different or, you know what, but God is so good that I just was so untethered to the outcome at all. So I could give thanks and rejoice in any circumstance. Mm. Like I, it was like, this word is living and I knew what it meant to live it. And I was like, this is so amazing. I know what the joy of the Lord is my strength because literally my, my, my soul, my body, my mind, my will, my emotions are crumbling inside, but Mm -hmm. they're not, (laughs) but I I get Mm -hmm. a glimpse of what the joy you suffer and the joy is set before you. I don't know the outcome, but I know the outcome because my hope is in Jesus and Jesus mm-hmm. already conquered death. So I already know that I am a heavenly being living on earth, bringing heavenly experiences or hopefully having heavenly experiences on earth, right? Because mm-hmm. 
of Jesus, I'm seated with him, Ephesians says, already in heavenly places. He is already victorious. So that is what it means that in whatever the circumstance, I am victorious. I'm yeah. not a victim. I, he conquered it all. So I'm victorious no matter what. And I if we could to- just apply that, not <laughs> being everything. not being tethered to some sort of outcome in yeah. every part of our life, like yeah. imagine the freedom we would have yeah. in that. I'm going to need to take that into. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, oh, really well, it's like I had, the ex- I had to experience that to apply it in every area because the other thing I've been learning is God, sometimes we do these, he, these things happen in our life to give us momentum to be uh-huh. overcomers in other areas of our life. I, I want to say, Julie, we're so grateful that like you have been so honest and vulnerable, like from the beginning, when we first met you, you just shared like from your heart. And it's such, it's so encouraging because I think every single person has a story. Every single person is experiencing their own hardships and their circumstances are going to look different than the next person's. But your words carry weight for each of us to be able to apply to our lives. So I'm walking away so encouraged. I'm waiting for you to write the forgiveness part for Wife Lab. And then um, in the new year, let's start Wife Lab. I think that sounds like a great idea. Awesome. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. So very much for being here. We just really appreciate it. And we hope that um, many people were blessed by this as we were. Yes. So thank you for having me. Um, And so every... Every Friday at noon, unless I'm not available, but I have a clubhouse, Wife Lab clubhouse yes. app. You know the clubhouse app? I have a room, um, a Wife Lab room, and um, we talk about everything relationship. And so you could try. I have a link to that, too. Yeah, just send me I'm all the links and I will um, and we'll put them in. Yeah. And then they can find you in all the places. Perfect. Thank you so much, Julie. Thanks for having me. This was a joy. And remember, it was through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, we can still choose joy. Thanks for being here, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Bye. So fun. I had to suppress the spending again. You had to suppress the spending. You have to press stop record. Okay. Thanks again for joining us. If this episode resonated with you, or if you think it could make a difference in someone else's life, we want to encourage you to share it with a friend, a family member, or a colleague. You never know whose life you might touch just by passing this message along. And if you enjoyed our time together today, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, give us a like, and leave a review. Your support means the world to us, and it helps other amazing listeners just like you find our show. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube at Rooted Number Four Jesus, Rooted for Jesus, for all the latest updates. You can also join our private Facebook group, Chasing Joy. And lastly, if you have any thoughts, questions, or stories you'd like to share with us, please do not hesitate to reach out. We absolutely love hearing from you, and we are always here to connect. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Chasing Joy podcast. And remember, you have the power to create change, make an impact, and live a life filled with joy and purpose. Until next time, stay inspired and keep chasing after joy.